Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Of course, this is Jordy. I'm back. I know it's been like, what the hell's been going on? I, uh, you know, whenever you create a podcast or whenever you create anything really in life, right? Uh, life tends to get in the way, as I always say. And then another aspect that happens, and I'll be honest, 100% honest, motivation slowly withers and new features come out. And then you're like, why wasn't that there on day one? Uh, like a damn subscription list now. Now I can actually see uh, not who subscribed, but I can actually see how many subscribers. Um, so that's kind of nice. <laughs> uh, but there are small little features and things like that that I'm just like, you know, I feel like I'm talking to a wall and, and I, I hate that so much. So, um, and I feel like with the increase in like YouTube streams I've been doing and how many views and how many, uh, listeners and subscribers I've been getting there, it's been more of a, a, a reward for me to keep making content there. So I've been making a lot of content for YouTube, uh, at least, uh, stream wise. So overall, uh, the podcast isn't done. It was just on a hiatus. It might still be on a hiatus a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to be trying to like slowly work back into making these, uh, on a steady pace. Uh, as I, as I said in the beginning, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it kind of kills your vibe a bit. And, th- and this is the thing, like, I think I would, might not even be doing YouTube streaming if there wasn't really any incentive, uh, if there was like less viewers or people I didn't know watching or, you know, if I didn't have that kind of support, I don't think I would keep doing it. So, um, I did actually get multiple notifications from people to continue. And, uh, I did actually notice that two days ago on the 22nd, it was the, uh, I think the three year anniversary of the podcast, the X button podcast. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I want to be clear that this podcast is not going anywhere. Uh, as I said, it's just on a hiatus. And um, I don't think it's going to... I'm, I'm going to... Tr- like I said, I'm going to try to slowly get, get back into it. But it's going to take some time. Uh, so bear with me if there's like a week or two without a, an episode. But I will be trying my best to uh, supplement the podcast. So it's like I said, it's not going anywhere. And it's not uh, something I want to stop. It's something that has just been like... The motivation was slowly withering. And that's... Not a good thing creatively. If you don't have that heart, if you don't have like the, excuse me, the drive, the drive will kill you. Uh, not literally, but it'll kill your it'll kill your spirit. And I don't want to be on here and just like giving half ass episodes and stuff. So uh, I hope you guys can appreciate that. I hope you guys understand, and I hope that we can just keep moving forward and you know providing content. Of course, again, as I've always said, this is the X Button Podcast. My name is Jordy. I'm your host. I'm going to be here talking about a bunch of different games because it's been a while. It's been a while since we talked. Shows have ended. Uh, Games have come out. Games have released. Games are about to release. Like all kinds of stuff uh, has happened since the last episode. So I hope you guys have been doing great. Hope you guys have been staying healthy, staying uh, mentally healthy. That's a a very strong, uh, important thing to keep. I hope you guys are doing well. um, And I hope you guys have been uh, hopefully enjoying a lot of video games. There's been a lot that has come out recently. There's been a lot I was talking about before the podcast kind of slowed down. And I'm going to talk a little bit about about all the things that I kind of want to hit today, which is, you know, a little bit of Hogwarts, a little bit of Last of Us, Diablo, Fortnite, Resident Evil, whatever. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of all, of it all. So let's start at the beginning like we always do. What have I been playing? What have I been watching? What have I been reading? Uh, starting off, 
I think we'll we'll start with the things that are a little bit quicker to talk about. But I'm, I'm, I'm it's I say that, but it's a show about The Last of Us, and hey, I love The Last of Us. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and I think the show did a great job. But you know, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for the podcast, how long it's going to be for this this review. But let's talk about it a little bit. Um, going into the The Last of Us, I wasn't the most positive. I, I think the entire time. I was thinking about the casting and I was like, why is it so it's two people with very strong features that do. I mean, they somewhat resemble the characters, but they're not like there. And then they talk and they're still not there. And then you find out their, their, their personalities are not really there either. And you're like, what are we doing here? It's about to be a train wreck. And then all the things that happen to them in the show kind of bring out some of those features that you're looking for. And I think, uh, overall, they did great, but like I said in the beginning, it was rough, and even still, some of the you know by the end, some of the things were just kind of weird. Um, like I still don't like the makeout uh, infection scene or whatever from episode two. I think it was that was weird. I get it. Like they're tendrils now; they're not spores. They're gonna act a little differently. Um, and then they kind of like introduce this idea that they're a hive mind. So you kind of go like, okay, why aren't they chasing them at this point when they just killed one? Or like, why aren't they going here when they just, you know, wouldn't they be everywhere if you're stepping on these like tendrils and little whatever on the ground? So it's just a weird concept. Like it's certain things that they didn't really fully realize in the show. Um, but I will say that what what are some of the things I liked about it? I think Joel, I Joel grew on me faster than Ellie did. And Ellie grew on me, but still has an element missing in, in, in my opinion and Joel still kind of has an element missing too. Uh, let's talk about Joel. Joel is obviously he's heartbroken from the beginning in the game he's supposed to be grizzled and mean and 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 very straightforward and no nonsense. Uh, Ellie kind of brings that out of him in the game to the point where he is obviously falling in love with her as a as a as a daughter you know father relationship and cares for her a lot. And that's kind of what the whole story is about, is about how, um, you know, this story is mainly about reconnecting with the past in a time where there's not really a lot of hope or possibility um, and taking what you get as it comes at you. Because every little area they go to, every little uh, person they meet has some big impact on their lives, basically. Uh, those interactions are more important because there's less things to kind of keep your uh, attention away from it, right? Like, you know, you have people in all these camps and just trying to survive. And you have people that are cannibals and you have people who are, you know, finding love. And there's just all kinds of stuff happening. But you, you're trying to survive and protect the ones you love. And that, you know, just like the the Bill episode, which was not in the game. It was a full expansion uh, which I think was much needed, or not even needed. I, uh, needed is strong. It, it was not needed because the story with Bill and the game is amazing, and it's fine. Um, but I think them doing this in the show is a benefit of it being a TV show format because outside of the idea that you know you get these chances to see a deeper story, a deeper connection with some of these characters, uh, the flip side is you're not playing. 20, 40 hours with these characters, right? You're not walking around hearing all the banter for that long. If you spend that long with somebody, you're going to get to know them a lot more than watching a one hour episode. So I get the challenge here. The challenge was to get, you know, the audience to connect with this, this, you know, Joel and Ellie. And 
I think that's where one of the drawbacks comes where like they made Joel softer and they came out and said this, they made him softer for the show. Um, maybe to make it more relatable or likable maybe. Uh, but in the game, he is more rough. He's more grizzled. The only thing he really cares about is his brother and Ellie. And that's really it. Um, but in the show, he's more emotional, which can be a good thing, but I think it kind of suffered at points because all the parts where he was ruthless, grisly, bloody, mean, uh, they didn't come off that way at all. Like they were just like so soft. Like there's a part where, I'm oh, sorry, there's a plane flying by. Uh, there's a part where he says the words, uh, you'll just come looking for her, right? And we all know that part if you played it. If you don't, I'm not going to spoil it. But in the game, he says it real serious. He's like, you'll just come looking for her, like, like F you, like, you, you know, you're nothing to me, basically. And in the show, he's just like, you're, you'll just come looking for, like, he's so, he's so boring sounding and not really like, like he's trying to fight for his daughter, you know, I, that that's the issue. Like, I feel like watching the show, I'm like in the game, I was like, all right, for instance, for instance, for instance, <laughs> I'm, I'm scrambling because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling trying to explain something that was really bothering me about it. In the game, you have the power, you have the, you have the control of moving Ellie and Joe how you see fit. You have that freedom and certain moments, like when Ellie gets punched by those guys who trick them or, um, you know, near the end, I'm not going to say it, but the hospital, whatever, um, you get to have that, what do you call it? I guess control is the best way to say it. You get to have that control to be as ruthless as you want. I mean, you know, you can like destroy people and you know, there's a couple, there's a couple people at the very, very end that you're just like, like at my first playthrough, I was like, I'm killing everyone in this room and you don't have to, it's all optional or well, one's optional or one's not optional. Sorry. Um, so when the show happened, it just looked like he was like mildly inconvenienced. Like I had to go get my daughter or whatever, you know, what the fuck? And it was just, it was just a little, uh, it could have been, it could have benefited more from making him more, more aggressive and more mean. Um, because I think one charm about the game is that you get to see that you get to see Joel and that's what makes you appreciate, appreciate it about him. Um, you get to see him get very serious, very grisly, but you also see the soft side and you know what he's going through, right? You've seen the beginning where he loses his daughter and he's crying and like, you know, that was his world basically being shattered. And then you see that he's still around and he's still pushing through, but you can tell that he's just like, he doesn't want to be here, you know, but he's still here to like survive and help people survive. And obviously he's got a brother. There's other people he cares about. So he, you know, he, he can't just like bow out yet, but he definitely is dealing with a lot of stuff. And you know that in the game. That's why when he's a dick, you're like, okay, I know why he's a dick right now. Cause he lost his daughter and he's obviously like going through shit. Like he's not, he's not gonna be the same person. So that's fine. But in the show, like I said, it's a lot shorter. It's a lot less, uh, I don't, I don't want to say explanatory. I feel like they explain the gist of what everything's happening. I think the word I'm looking for might be, uh, I think it drives in the emotion a little bit more forced to appeal to a wider audience, which I think is a little bit not necessary in a story that's this great. Um, 
But I mean, I think there are certain parts that make you smile. There's a lot of parts that like they hit a lot of points that are verbatim the same thing as you see in the game, which obviously I'm going to like those parts because I like them in the game. Uh, I do think that them doing that is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit risky because there's, there were a lot of points where like he didn't, he's, they set a line, um, and he, you know, they don't say it the same way or like they, they change some lines and I'm less like, that's not good. I don't like that at all. And then there's like a couple times where they change the line and it sounds better. So I, you know, it's risky as shit, but the first time they did it, I was like, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, it was a small line, but it was when Tess is talking to Joel at the very end of Tess's storyline. And she's like, uh, there's gotta be something here between us for you to help me or some shit like that. She says something like that along those lines. And, uh, in the show, all she says, uh, all we've been through. I'm like, that's it. That's it. What are we doing here? Like, that's so crazy. And then she makes out with a zombie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just all over the place. I feel like, I feel like certain things were done well. I think Ellie, all right, I'll put it this way. In the show, Ellie is a loudmouth kid who says, you know, fuck you and all this and like just mouths off to everybody. Cool. Um, I think Bella Ramsey at points did a good job, but it was literally like most of the scenes, she was just there. She was just plain face, not saying a word. I'm like, why did they make her so quiet? Why did they make her so, uh, like, it just looked like she was always waiting to say her line. And I'm like, why? She doesn't look comfortable. But then there's moments, like the cannibal, uh, what's his name, Tommy? No, not Tommy. That's, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, you know the name. Um, the cannibal dude, where that ends, and sh- she's, like, crying and emotional and that was beautifully acted, very great acting. And then the Henry Sam scene, uh, the even just the little noise she makes at the end of that storyline uh, was awesome. Like it actually was very emotional and very powerful how she kind of uh, did things without saying anything, which was cool. Um, for instance, in that game at the end of Henry and Sam's storyline, she goes like, holy shit or something like that. Or, oh my God, uh, in this, in this, I'm pretty sure she might say, Oh my God, still, but she, I'm pretty sure she doesn't say anything. And she just kind of goes like, ah, or whatever. Um, but either way, regardless of what the hell she says at that point, uh, I really loved those moments. And for that, it made the show really great for me. I did like the show. I did struggle to like the show at certain points, but I think overall they got the message out. And I think they were also trying to appeal to a wider audience, mainly because it's a big HBO show. Uh, it's closing in on like House of the Dragon numbers or surpass it or something. Uh, I get, I have friends and family like my parents are checking out episodes and I hear them saying the words Joel and Ellie. It's weird. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic show. I just feel like they could have done certain things better. And I hate saying that because I also think that people are just like. Uh, it's not going to be a one for one and da, da, da. yeah, I don't want it to be a one for one at all. Like I love the bill and bill and, uh, bill and Ted. I want to say bill and Ted, bill and Frank. Uh, I love that storyline so much, uh, how it played out in the show more so than the game. And, uh, also liked really, I really liked left behind the actress who plays Riley is actually really, really good. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciated the show for what it was worth. And, uh, I just think that 
you know, they dropped certain aspects to to make it more acceptable to people. Uh, but you know, it's all good. That's just my, uh, you know, my gamer brain talking. I, I really, really am passionate about this game. So to see it executed in a live action format, I'm going to be critical. And also you cannot, you cannot anybody out there listen to me right now. Look here, listen, uh, you can, you cannot say that I'm going to watch this and not compare it to the game when the show is doing the same verbatim lines as the game. So uh I, I don't take that as a as a argument, okay? It's gonna get compared regardless. So yes, you can take it as two separate things, but don't fight back when people compare it, because that's what's gonna happen. It's natural. Um so that being said, great show. Go watch it. Fantastic. Um also high recommendation, go play the game. It's been remade uh recently and then it has the uh remaster and the regular regular game, so PS3, PS4, and PS5 all have it. Uh, they all run great, and they all look great. So go play it wherever you can. Uh, and even if you watch the show, go play it. It's amazing. Uh, now let's go on to some. Uh, you know, let's go on to some. Uh, uh, let's go on to some. Uh, uh, oh, I saw the quick one, quick little review. I saw Scream Six. Well, hold on, Last of Us. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Last of Us review. I'll give it like. Hmm. Honestly, I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. It's not perfect by any means. And I love Last of Us. I, I, and I think 8 out of 10 is solid. Uh, but I think it's. I think I should, will recommend anybody watch it. I just think I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy with certain aspects of it. And I think they could have done different things, even different from the game, that would have been better, in my opinion. But instead we get a test makeout scene with a cordyceps. Anyways, uh, Scream 6 fantastic actually really good movie uh we went to go see this when it came out i think it was the day of and it was um you go into those movies wanting like campiness but this one was just like like this one felt like they were just having fun with it 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 felt really really good it felt like they were uh leaning into the campiness a little bit but also like just continuing the story and not making it as cheesy as previous entries uh, and obviously it's a scream movie. It's a slasher movie. The kills were great. Uh, they were very entertaining, very creative. And also, uh, the, the twists in that movie are actually really, really good. Uh, so if you do like scream, I hear that a lot of people are putting it as like the second best one compared to the first one. So if you like it at all, go check it out. It's very awesome. Also fun fact, uh, the guy, the killer from the first movie, his real name is skeet. Anyways, uh, the, the games I've been playing, you know, I, last time we talked, I was playing Hogwarts, whatever the hell it's called legacy. <clears throat> I think that a game like Hogwarts, and I know a lot of people agree with this and I know a lot of people have said it. I, I think this game needed to be multiplayer, to be honest. I was playing it on stream for a while and I was sitting there like, this game is good. You know, I really like the intro and I really like, you know, I started feeling nostalgic and like teary eyed whenever I saw the train and I was like, Oh my God, we're about to be back. But then you go, Oh yeah, I haven't been, uh, I guess you can say spiritually in a Hogwarts building for years, you know? So like walking around this game and like seeing all the students and stuff and I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's the, 
That's the classic old Hogwarts stuff with the with the wizards and the ghosts are all wacky and you know I'm just like ah, I forgot I forgot what Hogwarts really is you know with, without like Harry Potter and stuff like oh yeah can it stand on its own and yes I think like walking around and experiences experiencing it was great I however think that the game is structured in a way that you have to like do a lot to get the most out of the school itself. And the school itself should have offered more um, activity-wise. It felt like there was just like small collectibles here and there that required maybe a spell. There was this little puzzle-type game that is just copy and paste it throughout the school. Um, there are little wacky things you can see, like the knights beating each other up. But after you see it, it's like, all right, I've seen it. And then after that, there's there's not much else in the in the school really. And it's a big ass school, believe me. And the fast traveling sucks ass. But I think. They successfully captured Hogwarts. I think I think that's a benefit. Like that's the that's the plus of it, even though I think it's a little bit convoluted. Um, I think they captured what Hogwarts is and what it looks like and how it feels to be there. And I think even outside of the school, the fact that they built this big ass map around Hogwarts and it's big as shit, and I haven't even explored it all. Uh, it's phenomenal, especially once you get your broom, you can fly around. You can you can go far and like and even though the flying is kind of boring and they don't have Quidditch for some goddamn reason. Uh, Flying around and uncovering the map was actually the most fun I probably got out of the game. Uh, I do like combat a little bit, but it is a little like... No offense to Batman. I think they did a great job. I think that's obviously the, the maybe the best form of it. But it's definitely that like attack, attack, wait for somebody to attack, hit triangle, attack, attack, wait for somebody to attack, hit triangle. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very uh, by the numbers. Like, all right, we know what's going to happen here. Uh, and that being said, like... There are a lot of cool missions and story bits, but they, you know, one issue I had that I'm going to vocally be very, very open about is the story is delivered so slowly. Oh my God. The way they talk, they're just like, hello, my name is Myrtle. I'm getting bullied. I need help finding my gobstones. I'm just like, dude. Okay, this is a side mission where I gotta go get gobstones. Who the fuck cares what's happening right now? Excuse my language. But I'm just like, why? Like, why is it so slow? Everything is just like, I want it to be like, I'm Myrtle. Oh my God, somebody stole my gobstones. Let me go get it. <laughs> or whatever. Like, something quicker. But they're just like, they gotta go on, like, on and on about how the gobstones are gone. That's all the mission was. It was just a side mission where I had to go get some goddamn gobstones and come back talk to her she's like maybe i'll go play see if they want to play now and then that's it and i'm just like okay so this mission could have been cut down a lot and just said hey i'm missing my gobstones can you help me find them sure boom go get them come back boom all right here's your i don't even think i got a reward for that shit like there's there's a lot of aspects of that game that i'm just like why did they do it this way um also you're like a new wizard but you're like i think they keep calling you like a third year wizard or some shit and you're also killing every other dark wizard you're finding. And any creature you find, you are brutally murdering and doing dark arts on everybody. And I don't think they explain why you can do it so well. That is a big issue. Um, and obviously, I think a big thing that made it in the movies was not just Harry Potter. Obviously, the story of Harry Potter is great. A lot of people love that. I get it. I love it too. But I think what made it even better is the side characters and the teachers. And I think this game does a good job with the teachers, but all the side characters, I fucking hate. Every single character I saw, that dude who wants to do the dueling stuff, 
the chick was all right. The chick, the uh, I forgot her name. Uh, I think it's like an African name for her or whatever. But uh, she was cool. I really like her. Uh, obviously, going into this game, there was a lot of uh, hubbub about how there's a trans character in it. So uh, I actually did like her a lot too. She's in a tavern or something like that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, people were freaking out. So a lot of people didn't even buy this game. So if you didn't buy it over the controversy, I think that's dumb. But I think if you did buy it because you wanted to try it out, that might also be dumb because <laughs> the game kind of is like, it just does not have legs after like 10 hours, 15 hours. So, uh, overall, my opinion, I think the game is a solid wait for a sale. Uh, it seems like all the hype is zeroed out on it. And I think that there's not many ways you can pull that that player base back because you're not really giving them any drip feed of content and if even if you did there's not any longevity in it knowing that it's not multiplayer you're kind of just like checking the boxes and then turning the game off like it's just it's not really benefiting and a game like that needs to be not even it doesn't even have to be like fully online it could have been like a co-op experience maybe you and your buddies and Gryffindor trying to make it through some shit I don't know uh, but they could have added something like that to kind of get some longevity in it. Otherwise, it's a very rinse and repeat game. Uh, I didn't really feel like a lot different was happening. And even uh, even some of the spells are like the same stuff. Like you have Levioso, and then apparently you have to unlock Wingardium Leviosa. And then you also have like uh, Accio. And then you have like, they're just like a lot of the most the similar things that you can do. And also it's just like, the spell system is stupid. Like they, you have to unlock a skill that'll unlock multiple pages of your spells for you to use them. So it works like, I think it's like R2 and X or like R2 and any face button. We'll do a spell. So you have four spells, right? And then you have uh, kind of like a weird little quick change loadout thing that you can uh, hold like L2 or something and it'll swap. Like you can hit square and it'll go to your square page and have like four spells there. You can do triangle, triangle page and you know, you'll have four spells there, whatever. So while it works. It, it's very annoying and stupid. And all the game is, is like, uh, okay. Um, this is just a, a dumb example. This is what you'll kind of run into. You're walking around. Okay. There's an a on the wall. Use your a spell. Okay. Uh, the enemy has a C shield. Use your C spell. Uh, uh, this person just levitated you with this X spell or whatever. Uh, use the X counter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all just like, all right, they do A, you do A. They do B, you do B. And it's it's not really, like, diverse. It doesn't feel like you're being combative. It just looks like you're waiting for them to do a spell or countering whatever they have on and, uh, you know, getting your ass whooped by other sorcerers that are in the area that you cannot see because they give you a small little indicator that they're about to attack you and it's, it's barely, you know, very visible and it just it dies out really fast. So, overall... The game out of 10, I would personally give it like a seven. I, I mean, at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is like an eight, maybe an 8.5. I, I was really digging it. But after a while, and I got to the point where I completely stopped playing, and I'm not done with the game. I give it, I give it like an eight. I think I might be maybe like 20 hours in, maybe even less, maybe a little more. I'm not sure. Uh, but it did not, it did not do it for me, man. I really wanted it to, though. I really wanted it to be that thing that like, brings me back into that world. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I can like re-experience it from the ground up. But yeah, it didn't do it. And it's like years before all this stuff happens, like with Harry Potter. So even some of the references you do see, like some of the rooms and some of the spots that you might see in the movie, it's so far away from the movies that there's like no reference, no idea, like no concept of, you know, 
any cool little Easter egg. It's just like, okay, here's the same spot, and that's it. That's literally the only thing. Um, so that's cool. We're reviewing all kinds of stuff on this episode. You know how it goes. Uh, let's go to the next one, and we'll go to Fortnite. Fortnite has a new season. It's the it's another anime-like season. There's a mega city. So it's like a Neo-Tokyo season. Um, it's called uh, Chapter 4, Season 2, I believe. Uh, the Battle Pass will have Aaron Yeager in it if you are into Attack on Titan. Um, and I'm actually excited for that. I think whenever they do update it, they're going to add the omnidirectional things too, where you can like shoot out the little wires. Uh, so it's going to be a big Attack on Titan game at that point, and I can't wait. I uh, hope they do some type of event with a Titan. That would be sick, but we will see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm just giving you guys an update on Fortnite. I've been playing it a, a ton. I've been, you know, on streams, YouTube, youtube.com slash at the X button podcast. I don't know. You can just Google the X button podcast on YouTube uh, or Google, whatever. And uh, you can find me on there. I've been streaming every day, damn near, and, you know, playing a lot of games. So, and I will be streaming Resident Evil, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, anyways. One thing I did play last weekend um, that kind of started off, you know, another little beta run. It was the early access beta for Diablo 4. And as you know, or as you may not know, I really love Diablo. I played Diablo 3 and platinumed it. Not a big deal. Let me brush off my, my shoulder a little bit. Not a big deal. But the game is solid. I really do like it a lot. It feels like there's a lot of options for longevity there. Um, you're walking around kind of this like semi open world MMO type style game where when you go to like lobby areas, like the, the towns, you will see multiple players there, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then even when you walk out, they might like walk around you or with you and you can just like fight alongside people. Uh, and then there's world bosses that are just existing in the, on the map and multiple, you know, I think when I went, there was like 20 people standing around it. And I thought that was cool as hell. I think it's really awesome that like some of these lobbies have so many people and they make it like kind of like easy to drop in, drop out with your team or your friends or whatever. And, uh, yeah, you can take down like optional world bosses. And then like the whole time we played, uh, we all did sorcerers, which really showed the diversity of the skills. I was a an electric sorcerer, so I was doing like thunder moves and I was zipping around. Uh, my buddy had the ice sorcerer, so they were slowing enemies down. And then my other buddy had the fire sorcerer. So as they were leveling up their character, they were just only picking fire spells. And with us three combined, we were just like tearing stuff up, slowing them down, burning them, uh, you know, and then attacking with the electric. It was pretty awesome. And I think overall the game feels a lot smoother well, maybe not smoother because Diablo 3 is like refined, but I think it looks better and for what it, you know, it looking that good and it actually producing a solid gameplay mechanic, I think overall the game is holding up pretty well. And I, I have high hopes for the full release whenever that comes. And it seems like people are being very vocal on the things they don't like about it, but uh, we'll see how that turns out by the time it does release. And it's, you know, it comes out in June, so they have time to fix things, uh, which is even better. So if I like it now, I'd imagine in June I'll like it even more. Um, or the same, I don't know. Then this weekend, starting today, there is a Diablo 4 open beta. This is open for everybody, not early access only. Uh, the early access one had Druid, Sorcerer, and Barbarian. And this one is going to... Or not Druid, damn it. Uh, it had Sorcerer, Barbarian, and Rogue. And then the open beta this weekend is going to have Necromancer and Druid and possibly a third one. 
Uh, these classes look more entertaining, look more fun. Might be why it's on the open beta. Um, I can't wait to try those out. Those are going to be pretty cool to check out. But overall, I think uh, this weekend should be pretty fun. If you ever want to try it out, it's you know it's only this weekend that's going to be open. So I would check it out before it's it's gone by Monday. Um, but it's a solid game. It's it's pretty fun. I can't wait to uh, get the full release. I always feel like as I play the beta, I'm like I I want all this to be permanent. Like everything I'm unlocking. And I also want to like run through different classes and check them out and and do like a seasonal character and all this extra stuff. But none of that's available. I have to wait. Oh, poor me. Um, then to end this episode, let's talk a little bit about what's happening today. Resident Evil 4 is released. The new um, remake under Capcom, obviously. Resident Evil 4 is a game that I have not really played yet. Uh, I played a little bit of the old one. I played the demo for this new one, and it feels solid. It feels great. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into it because I was like, I don't want spoilers. But if you know anything about Resident Evil 2 Remake or 3 Remake, you know that this is going to be very fun, high-quality horror-slash-survival awesomeness. Apparently, this one's more action, so you're going to get a lot of action in it. And I think that uh, a lot of places have been giving it 10s. A ton of places have been giving it 10s. Um, let me actually see what the, the Metacritic is on that real quick. Metacritic, uh, residence. It is. So it is currently, oh my God, dude. Oh my God. It is currently sitting with 104 critic reviews at a whopping 93 on Metacritic. It has tons of tens. Ta, 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 ta. Tons of tens. Um, there is only two mixed reviews out of those, out of 104 rather, uh, and then 102 positive. All the big sites gave it like tens and nines. Uh, so it is insane. It is insane that a game like this can come out and be a 10 again because it's not easy. A lot of people go, Oh, it's a 10 before, it's going to be obviously be a 10 now. No, it's not. Like, it, that does not make sense. Uh, it, it may equal out to where there's like, it's a 10 and it's okay. But all the reviews are like, it's a 10 and it improves everything that the first game does or the first uh, iteration of this does. So for this game to come out and do that, especially in this time and how like games have advanced so much since this game, that's impressive. That's very, very impressive. And the fact that they've already remade two and three and this game is using kind of like the same engine, the same mechanics to get a third game and this new remake series to be a banger like this is like, you know, there, you would assume that there's some type of like third person resident evil, like remake fatigue. That's not the case at all. People absolutely love this game. It's one of the higher games uh, reviewed this year. And uh, it actually, weirdly enough, even though there's bangers coming out this year, like legend of Zelda starfield, all kinds of stuff. It's in game of the year contention. There's tens galore on this. Like there's no way this is not in game of the game of the year contention. So, if you guys want to watch my reactions to all of it, this is my first time playing this game. I think uh, I will be live roughly around one o'clock today. Um, so if you guys are at all interested, my YouTube link is in the description below. You guys can feel free to come check me out, leave a sub, leave a like, uh, sub to the podcast, any reviews. I appreciate it so much. Uh, and yeah, let me know how I'm doing. Uh, any any type of connection 
helps out my motivation a little bit, to be honest. Uh, but I appreciate you guys listening to me. I'm back. I apologize for being off so long, and I definitely want to appreciate and thank you guys so much for sticking with me and uh, you know staying positive throughout all this and actually uh, wanting me to come back and do more. So thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic weekend. Be safe, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you.